This podcast is brought to you by Online Retailer, Australia's leading retail tech conference, expo and networking organisation. Recorded at the Online Retailer Conference in 2016, here we chat with world-class digital leaders to bring you industry insights, practical examples and actionable ideas from our incredible community of retail renegades, marketing masters and creative entrepreneurs who all want to do retail business big. We want to extend the conversation after the event and to keep exploring where the future meets retail. So let's talk shop. Hi there and welcome to the Online Retailer Podcast. My name's Kylie Lewis and in this episode we are speaking with Lucy Glade-Wright who's the co-founder and brand director for Hunting for George. Hi there, Lucy. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Now, Lucy, not a lot of people will know the the brand Hunting for George. I do. I'm a big fan. <laughs> but for those people that might not know about, could you please explain a little bit about what Hunting for George does? Yeah. Um, how you came to be one of the co-founders and maybe what you were doing before that? Yeah, sure. Well, Hunting for George is an online destination that makes your home awesome. So we started, it's a sister team so my sister and I probably about seven years ago we you know decided we wanted to go into business together and you know we weren't actually focused on having an online shop at all we just wanted a traditional bricks and mortar store and we started you know planning it really excited about it what type of products we'd have in there you know um, who what our customers would be like you know what paint would be on the walls we got so excited and then we hit a pretty big um, sort of wall when we realized we couldn't actually afford it. So it was then that we actually thought, well, if we can't create that physical space of our dreams, then we wanted to create the digital space of our dreams instead. And that's how Hunting for George began. And um, my background is um, in, I'm a communication designer. So my background is very much in branding and art direction and design. So I come at it from a very different point of view, but I'm very much a design first focused person. Which I think has stood the brand in good stead in, in what could be a very crowded marketplace. So I think, you know, building on those skills and bringing it into this category has yeah, done really Yeah, well. absolutely. Because we are a small business and there's a lot of other small businesses cropping up now, it's very easy to start an online shop. And so there's a lot of noise in the market. So design, I think, is really important. And not only design, it's actually the ideas and the stories behind it. And that's something that I'm really passionate about, telling a story. That's what makes the most sense to me. And so everything we do is just telling a story to our customers. And that's why we've found that we've got really good engagement with our customers and even though we're small you know we've got really nice loyal people around us that's you know are willing to support us fantastic so is there a story behind the name it's obscure for the sake of being obscure I've got to say and um, when we were thinking about the name we just didn't want anything with any particular connotations attached to it and ultimately we just wanted a conversation starter there's a little personal reason behind it that we've just had a lot of Georges in our lives but ultimately we just wanted something that people questioned and wanted to know more about Fantastic. So you started with an online store? Yes. And were you um, just buying products in or creating your own products? Yes. So when we started, um, the first two years in our business were actually a bit of a disaster because um, we were homewares and a fashion brand. And that was just a little bit stupid because neither Joe or I were really that obsessed with fashion or anything like that. It wasn't our passion. So we actually, you know, 
changed our tune, focused on homewares, and we were just selling other people's brands. But when we came really inspired about homewares, we knew exactly what we wanted to do and we knew what products we wanted to sell. And when we couldn't find the right products, that's when we decided to make our own. So that's really, that was the huge turning point for our business because we just started to create our own products. We started creating our own voice and that just got bigger and bigger and bigger. So we've been able to build on that. And also in turn, that's allowed us to get even better brands on to support our brand as well. Mm, fantastic. So one of the things that you mentioned was about um, telling stories mm. and engaging people, I guess, in the stories of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has stood you in really good stead in terms of building a community. Can you tell us a little bit about how that's gone? Yeah, well, look, for me, as a communication designer, it's all about someone coming to you with a problem and they want you to solve it and you need to communicate it creatively so you grab someone's attention. So I've come from a background where someone might say, you've got a DL flyer, but it needs to do this, this and this and and make it look cool. And I was actually more interested in in the designs that told stories because when you design um, stories well enough, you can also design, uh, you can also inspire change. So that is what I was really interested in. So with Hunting for George, what we focus on is telling stories in everything we do. So campaign photography, it all has a very um, emotive person personality and you can really feel yourselves living in that space. You know, we are a homewares brand, so we really try and transport people into a story and into this incredible aspirational space. Uh, we tell a lot of vid- we do a lot of videos and we love video. That's you know we've we've just on the video train at the moment. We've been on there for a while, but that's something that's really important to me because you can tell so many different stories on video. It's so much easier to tell on video, and just in copy and just being witty and just surprising our customers is what we try and do the most because we're not about the hard sell, so we kind of just want to you know, have fun with it. And when we have fun with it, so do our customers. Yeah. So does does George actually have a personality within the business? I think George does. I think George is a alter ego, I guess, of Joe and myself, my sister. And um, it's just a heightened sense of ourselves, of who we want to be. And, and it's a very aspirational brand. And I think the personality is very fun. Um, very tongue in cheek, doesn't take himself too seriously. George is He's just that cool guy that you want to be friends with, but yeah, just not taking itself too seriously, but has ultra style at the same time. <laughs> has very good taste in home. Very ways. good taste. You want to hang out at his house. Yeah, you want to hang out. Yeah, yeah. you want to come around for sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, you mentioned video just before. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about your strategy for using video? How do you produce yeah. it? How do you keep on top of, you know, making sure that you've got fresh content in that area? Yeah, we produce it all ourselves and we basically taught ourselves how to do it. So it's just us and some cameras and basically we just start with a good idea. <laughs> That's probably the 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 biggest thing start with a good idea and then it's just been us been learning to cut it and edit and put it together we do a couple of different videos we've done a few behind the scenes things but for me i was like well that's great but i want to tell more of a story so now we're looking at instructional videos and how-to videos and things where our customers can really learn more about homewares and not necessarily about our products but how they can use our products into their own home it's not not necessarily selling our products but selling our lifestyle and our ideas and our personality Mm. yeah and also educating as as you go and everyone loves to be educated well I do yeah (laughs) I love to learn and I love um I'm online all the time I'm looking at videos all the time I love seeing what people are doing and 
And if I'm learning and I'm getting something from it, that's what I love the most. So for us, you know, it's all about giving our customers more and just increasing that customer experience. So for your video strategy, is it uh, YouTube? Is it Instagram? Is it on your blog or on your website? A bit of everything? It is. On your product page? It is everything. We roll out. If we create a video, we roll it out across all platforms. So we always do Facebook. We always repurpose for Instagram. Um, YouTube, we're actually found now with our recent video, How to Fold a Fitted Sheet, which I'm talking about today, um, that was started trending on YouTube. And so that's been the most successful video we've done today with about 150,000 views on an instructional video and that's just blown our minds so we make sure that everything we do is across all touch points to make sure it's got maximum exposure and then the other thing that's really important for us is with our videos we also follow it up with copy and still photography as well so someone could write a blog post and it, you know it doesn't have to be used in a video format as well yeah fantastic well for seo you kind of need to yeah yeah hedge all bets yes exactly we basically um when we do something and because we are small you maximize every single little piece of the project so whatever we can get out of it we really do we we push it to its limits so i'm curious about that so you're you are producing your videos in-house with your own team yeah how big is your team at five five <laughs> five and, people right and yeah. so you've actually physically got the cameras learned how yeah. to use it got yeah. lights going yeah editing software <laughs> the whole shebang yeah that's basically it uh when you're that small you're really forced to work you know you need to work within your means and you've got to use your own resources and you don't have big budgets so you know you can't turn to an agency and say create me this amazing video you just need to do it yourself so i think that's what small brands do really well that are really passionate about what they do and i love seeing other small brands that are doing fun things and being inventive with little money and so for us it's we work hard like you said it's it's a team of five so we manage everything in-house and yeah for us it's it's really important to maintain control of those things because it's very easy to outsource and um, not be able to to hold on to what's actually really important to your brand. And for us, you know, we just want to, while we're at this stage and still growing, we want to make sure that we're still on top of everything and making sure our brand and our and our story and our customer experience really is on brand and makes sense to our customers and doesn't doesn't stray. So with the example of those videos, do you have a sense of the ROI on them? We were talking about this the other day because ROI on videos, it depends on what the video is trying to do. And for, for using the instructional video on the fitted sheet, for example, our goals were not actually sales focused. Our goals there were you know, brand exposure and growing our audience. So in terms of that, I saw the return on investment for that. Uh, what we found was our YouTube channel, which had one subscriber who um, was a member of our team, um, <laughs> went to having 2,000 subscribers within about a couple of hours. And it was just instant, as soon as we had that really popular success on YouTube. So for me, that's just been um, the return on investment there is now that we've got actually a platform of people to work with. So now when we post, it can just, you know, hopefully snowball into bigger and bigger audiences for us. Did you already have other videos on the channel? Yeah, we had loads, but we were sort of sending them out there and, you know, you kind of hope for the best, don't you? And it took us a while, you know, so it's not like we're new to this at all. We've been plugging away for a very long time on video and that one just cracked it. Lifehacker shared it and then it just went from there. Right, so there it is. It's, yeah. trying, to it's trying to find just that, that pain point that yeah. you're solving. Yeah, exactly. Um, my mother-in-law taught me how to fold a fitted oh, sheet. And, and can you fold that one I out? can 
<laughs> but I, I, it is a mystery to most of the. Yeah. I, I teach all my friends how to fold. Yes. So thank and you for that. And everybody, service. everyone has a different way of folding it. So you know, I'm I'm open to other suggestions, but I love it. Yeah, it yeah. is tricky. <laughs> yeah. So it's solving those pain points, mm. right, with customers yeah. and and um, so when it comes to producing content, yes, how do you determine what's going to be next? Well. We don't really like trends. We try and avoid trends at all costs. My sister and I um, come at it purely from a point of view, from a customer standpoint. So when we're thinking about what next, we just think about what we want to do and where we want to see the brand. So, you know, we're not necessarily, um, you know, manipulated by what's going on in the market. We just sort of set our sights on something that we want to do and we, we kind of just go for it. Yeah. So your next video, any hints on what that might uh, be? Oh, yeah. Hospital corners. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. A bit of lost art. Yeah, I mean, lost I'm, art. I'm a doona <laughs> sleeper, so we don't even have sheets yeah, now. Yeah, so. No, we've actually, since we've done that video, we're getting a lot of requests now to do other ones. So, yeah, we want to do a big series of how-tos and then also want to do a few other fun, playful, uh, more story-based um uh, story-based videos as well yeah so owning the customer experience is something that you feel quite passionate about yes. so would you like to give us a little bit of example about what sets your heart on fire about owning the customer yeah. experience well look for us the story is everything and for me from a branding point of view I'm telling stories to get people in the door but the story does not end as soon as we get the sale. And that's probably the most important thing for us is that once someone's made that purchase, we need to make sure that that customer continues to get that amazing brand experience as soon as they get the order and then so on and so forth to get customer attention and loyalty. So for us, having that in-house, we can control it. If there is a customer service issue, we can, you know, we can be agile and get to it really quickly. We can be responsive. And you're not filtering through lots of tears because there's only five people in the company. So chances are, you know, we can get to things quicker and make decisions and there's less of that lag time, I guess. And for us, it's just something we're really proud of, our customer service, and um, we'd love to grow it. We've got no plans to remain small by any means, but we would love to grow it and maintain that. And we've seen some amazing brands that have grown to an incredible size and they're still maintaining their own customer service and their own warehousing. And we can see it see our model working on a larger scale which is quite inspiring fantastic and so are you still only purely online we're purely online however we've got uh we get people knocking on our door every day wanting to come into our space and we've got a warehouse office showroom space in richmond so we're in the in melbourne in, yeah in melbourne so we're in the works now to develop a space there and have a permanent physical touch point for our customers which we're really excited about because i guess that's where we originally wanted that's where we started from and now we've kind of done a bit of a 180 and yeah we've ended ended up back there yeah so it's it's, it's coming it's, it's still coming, coming. It's it's coming. coming. Yeah, yeah, we're planning it now. So we're really excited about it. Yeah, fantastic. And so the next thing on the horizon for the business? <sighs> we've got our eyes set um, on making sure we maximize what we've got and getting Australia sorted first. And we'd ultimately love to go overseas and especially to the US because we do have a lot of audience over there, but we just can't quite figure out how to reach that audience yet. So we're definitely excited about the US, but for the moment we're 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 pretty strategic and we we take risks but we're also very calculated we want to make sure that what we're doing is we're doing it well and we don't want to <laughs> expand too big and not be able to keep up with ourselves so we're going to make sure we nail the australian market first and then 
and then the US. So a bit of housekeeping. Bit of housekeeping. I think any small business going through huge growth definitely has housekeeping that needs to be attended to you know systems and procedures start cropping up that you know you know how to manage because you've done it yourself but as soon as your team grows it's inevitable that you need to be able to grow with it and make sure that everybody um, knows exactly what they're doing and what their role is sure because when you get to you know double figures on the, on the staff numbers, <laughs> yeah, I know. it becomes a, do- a different beast yeah it does it really does and um, we want to also make sure that we maintain that brand culture so whoever comes to work for hunting for george really loves what they do and they give us their all and they make our ultimately our business better yeah great well thank you so much for your time Lucy it was a pleasure to chat to you and good luck with getting you know the read the retail storefront up and running the physical side and I'll have to drop in yes please do thank you for having me my pleasure thanks for listening If you've loved what you've heard today, make sure you're subscribed at onlineretailer.com.au to be the first to know about Australia's best e-commerce events.